0: It's the last game of a homestand, a quick three-game homestand for the Phoenix Suns, and they win it. That's three straight at home, four overall in a row for the Suns, or maybe it's five now. Hell, I know they've won seven out of their last eight and like 26 of their last 32. Matthew, as I bring you into the Suns Jam Session podcast, do we really understand and appreciate how good this team has been over the last 32 games?
1: I guess not. I don't know. We keep hearing that, you know, even EJ was talking about today where someone approached them like, Hey, we should have won the last game by 30. It's like, really like, I think we got over that a while ago, right? John, where we, we are appreciative. We talk about eating a lot. We criticize this team a lot, but we are appreciative. I think about the Suns constantly 23 hours a day and a lot in my dreams. And I just, I love everything about them right now.
0: I really appreciate that. Everything that's going on because for so long, all you could think about is how hard everything is in the NBA, how every victory is just drawn out. And if we could win in the past, it was almost a miracle. And it was just, you know, razor thin margins that led to the Suns ultimately winning, but most of the time losing. And now you look at it, we're winning by 37 over Oklahoma city. This was easily the easiest game of the season to watch. And I, It felt nice to relax and watch a basketball game, man.
1: Yeah, it was nice. I mean, I wrote the piece today, the recap, and it was very easy to watch. And honestly, I kind of like watching this Thunder team. I love I'm a big Poku fan. I love watching that guy. Who knows what the hell he's going to do on the court. (laughs) So, I mean, if the Suns are blowing somebody out, I think it's okay to watch and kind of root for one guy. Right. I mean, if they're going to win by 37, I think that's okay.
0: Yeah, you gotta be like, well, I want somebody to score for the opposition. I mean, exactly. and somebody has to, and ultimately it was yeah. that Melodon <laughs> kid tonight. Uh, but obviously another <laughs> solid victory for the Phoenix Suns on a Friday night. And I'll tell you, man, it was a long week at work. It yeah. was hot today. It was over 90 degrees, you know, on April 2nd. And you know, April Fools was yesterday. And I gotta admit, isn't that like the dumbest holiday? Like, what other faux holidays are out there that are stupider than April Fool's
1: or do you, you know like what? April Fool's I don't mind it because i never even think about it because no one does it anymore when you get to be an adult a grown man like myself a lot of people just don't pull those kind of jokes on me and I kind of miss it so April Fool's has just always been fun I just don't think about it because no one does anything <laughs>
0: I, I just think it's like, I'm on Twitter all the time. Twitter's full of trolls, okay? Yeah. I mean, April Fool's is just like a Tuesday to me. Because in all honesty, nobody is, you know, I, I see trolls all the time. I don't need to be reminded that trolls exist on April Fool's. But anyway, well, do you love the
1: trolls like Kevin Durant does? Do you love to go at them? <laughs>
0: no, no. no. I have okay. no burner accounts either like he does either. So oh, okay. uh, that's the only way to go at them and or respond to them. Uh, But that being said, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Jam Session Podcast. John and Matthew... That's how we get the word jam. We're pretty smart. We're pretty genius. No one trolled us on that when we came up with that. Uh, If you are watching on YouTube, thank you. And go ahead and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button to let all the other Suns fans know where to get the best Suns content on the interwebs. If you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give give us one of those five-star reviews. And leave us a little comment. I didn't look today, but I'm sure we have some new comments in there, some new five-star reviews, so we really appreciate that. You can follow us at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. You can follow me on Twitter, at Darth Voida, and you can follow Matthew on Twitter.
1: At Matthew Lucy. What are you giggling at? I don't know. I'm just kind of happy right now. Yeah, I think that's you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got this diet coke. There's maybe something in it. I don't know. Uh, there might I know you're be.
0: a I know you're a Sailor Jerry's kind of girl, so yeah, maybe you're <laughs> you having a good Friday
1: night over there. You know, it's not. It's a little bit of vodka in there, just a tiny bit, just you know, a tad. Well, I mean, you did bit. have to
0: write the the piece for Brightside, so yeah, it'll be go. It'll be funny to go back and see if your punctuation's wrong. I'm like, ah, oh, there's the oh, vodka.
1: No, it's just that's me normally. There's the Polish, <laughs> just, There's the that's, me. Sh- that's me normally. <laughs> That's I don't know when to use commas, yeah. so I just throw I gotta them learn. In randomly. I got a couple more years, and I'll, I'll get I'll pick it up. A Couple more years.
0: Well, you're doing a fantastic job. So, uh, Jamsters who are watching, I hope you got something cold to drink. I got me a Coors Banquet beer. Ooh, Pretty it's bad been a while, ass, man. It's been a been while. It's been a while. I was driving home today, and I go, you know what? I'm feeling the Banquet bear. Yes. The ba- the Banquet. He's back, baby. <laughs> ba- He's back. I'm badass again. So <laughs> yeah. let's crack him open if you got him. Oh man, that's look at the. There's a cold coming out of that. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go sons, baby. Yes, yes, yes. As Jesus Mendoza says in the chat, the banquet beer is back, baby. So I had to pull it out considering the Suns went on for a dominating 37-point victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder on a Friday night here in Phoenix. And I got to ask you, Matthew, you did write Mm -hmm. the Bright Side recap for this uh, game. Um, One, everyone remember to go to brightsideofthesun.com and read that recap. And two, what did you call it?
1: What did I call it? What was the headline?
0: What was the headline? How did you
1: describe this win? The Suns win. Well, (laughs) it's funny. If we want to talk about my writing, actually, the preview I wrote, I thought this would be a close game. I honestly did. I thought it might be a close game. The Thunder, like six and six in the last twelve games, so who knows with this team? But when I wrote it, I basically was just saying, let's focus on the fourth quarter and let's see this bench play. I want some six minutes. And but we got Tyshawn Alexander coming into the game too, so that was also a present. I love that. Um, so I was really focused towards the fourth quarter to see if the Suns bench can play the whole fourth quarter. Not let the not let the starters come back in.
0: Yeah, and they. Let, you know, Monty let those starters stay in probably about a two minutes too long. But still, uh, I, I like the way that they played overall. Sticks minutes, we definitely got him. I actually kind of wrote down possession by possession of how he played just to give everybody a recap because I know everybody's always calling for those sticks minutes. So I actually kind of broke down yeah, what exactly – that yeah okay good <laughs> cool. we we can both uh, nice. Let's uh we we can both do it together it would be great uh just for those oh, of I you know. who are who are watching along live in the YouTube chat we do have a new uh feature in there it's the super chat so if you want to donate to the pod to both me and Matthew to help us keep this podcast going uh go ahead and hit the little money button and you know give us a hundred bucks each you know mm-hmm. Matthew needs some new Jordans baby Matthew needs some new Jordans I do. first um, one ever. Yeah, don't. I forgot you don't own any Jordans at mm-hmm. all. Um, so starting this game was the Valley Oop play. And I don't know if you've noticed this play, but essentially mm-hmm. if DeAndre Ayton wins the tip, and Chris Paul gets it, DeAndre Ayton tries a back cut and goes for a Valley Oop. And I've noticed this. They, they started doing it probably about 20 games ago, and good defenses are aware of they've seen the film and they cut off DeAndre Ayton. But in the past, like, three four games, that's been the first two points of the game. Have you noticed this play?
1: Yes, I have. Actually, I started off my um, recap with that because the last game they started the same exact way, and I think they did it twice. And they, they, I think they, one of them went through. The other one was kind of just a mishap. But this is something that I feel like DeAndre Drayton's kind of excited about. You can see him at the jump tip; he wants to get that ball. Have you noticed a difference in that? To where mm-hmm. he'll he'll go up and he'll be excited. He can't wait. And he actually, I feel like he's always cheating on the on the jump ball he's always on the other side they just jump it up anyways but he's excited to do that because he knows he'll have a chance to start the game out fresh uh with an alley-oop and i think that's something he really looks forward to
0: yeah he's you know it's funny because when you look at late game situations for the suns and if it comes down to a jump ball i feel like deandre Ayton's like oh and eight in those situations but he's hungry at the very beginning of the uh uh the game, because he knows that it's going to pay off for him. And that's, you know, yeah. that's awesome for him. Uh, You know, getting those points, getting him started off right, seeing Chris Paul look for him. It's something that I really like to see how the game starts. And when he does that, it's it's putting him out there on the right foot. And it gives everybody in Suns fandom a little, you know, kind of a, a smile on their face, if they will, because they're always saying DeAndre should dunk. And when you get that valley oop out of the way right off the bat, you can be like, hey, look, there it was right there. Mm-hmm. And a quick yeah. shout-out to Jesus Mendoza for the $4.99 donation, man. You the man. We appreciate that. Thank brother. you very much. So so uh, moving on from the DeAndre and kind of value, you know, the Suns started out fast in this game. They were scoring on the fast break. 10 of the first 17 points came via the fast break, which is not necessarily the bread and butter of this team. But when you're playing a young, very inexperienced team like the Oklahoma City Thunder you're going to run into those situations in which they're going to give you things offensively that you didn't you don't necessarily are you're not used to. Other NBA defenses can stop fast breaks, avoid letting the Suns try to do that. The Suns went right at it, man. I mean, they 25 24 to 5 to start off the game, man.
1: Yeah, it was incredible. On the fast break that you brought up, it's something that you kind of forget this year, right? Because we're not really a fast break team, not so all. Uh, like, yeah, we're not at, we're not at all. So when you see it, it's fun, it's fresh, it's something that I've been missing this season. But I mean, you don't pay attention to it too much, kind of like free throws, right? For the Suns, like we're doing such a good job everywhere else. Why kind of focus on the, those two things that we're not really succeeding at? It, it's just not the way we play anymore. So for us to go against the Thunder, who were making mistakes early, they were stepping on the out of bounds line two possessions in a row, throwing the ball away. I mean, you got Poku on the offensive end who just wants the ball. And if he doesn't get the ball, he's going to throw a little fit. And I, I love that yeah. about him. And uh, that's, that's the thing that they're focusing on, really, is Poku trying to maneuver the offense and do things that whatever he wants to do. So when that's going on, you can really uh, accomplish some things on the offensive end or stealing the ball and then having the fast break go your way this game. And I thought, I thought that was just fun to watch because, honestly, it's been a while and I, I'd like to see it tonight. Why do you like Poku so much? Do you just because like saying his name? I know. No, no, it's because I just love the player who is just like, who the hell? Because ever since Giannis, you get these players in the draft. It's like, who the hell are they? Who were they playing against in these films? Like you have them every year now, maybe a couple of them. He's one of those. And I just love the fact that Bill Simmons hates him. He thinks he's gonna be trash. But then he he started out the season like a 10% three point percentage. And now he got it up like 27%. So Ooh. he's doing better i am just saying he's fun. To, he's a seven-foot guy, gangly. He'll, he'll get some beef on those arms later on in life. But right now, he's he's like a playmaker. He's just fun to watch. On a team that has nothing to lose, he's the best player to be your captain, I think.
0: Sure, why not? He lo- doesn't look anything like an NBA player to me. He doesn't no. look... Yeah, I mean, he's just... He, he he's looks like, just
1: like Skeets from uh, No Dunks, if you yes. really listen to those podcasts. <laughs> yes. He looks exactly like that guy. So. <laughs> but
0: he's like 6'11", you know? It's just... yeah uh pokashevsky that was i know that when we watched the nba draft we were watching with one of your friends who is an oklahoma city fan and you were really high on him and was he on him high on him
1: as well i don't know i he just he's kind of iffy on him like a lot of people he's just honestly i have no i haven't watched anything of him before he joined the nba i just think it's fun to watch him and it's someone i want to be good because a lot of people doubt this guy and i just think He's a very confident guy that has a long way to go in the NBA. So we'll just see how it works out. But I don't, I don't know exactly well, how for sure he is about this guy though. I'll tell you this: it didn't work out very well for him tonight,
0: or the entire Oklahoma City Thunder team. Yeah, uh, the Suns up forty-three to thirteen after one period. Devin Booker had sixteen points. They had thirteen. Is the largest point differential. In Phoenix Suns franchise history. And you mentioned a lot of the errors that the they were making earlier in the game and kind of just throughout the entire game, you know, missing shots, stepping on the end line, throwing the ball out of bounds, doing all the little things completely wrong. And obviously, it feels great as a Suns fan to watch them see a team play like this and not play down to the level of the competition. You know, that whole narrative that didn't happen tonight. They took advantage of everything that the Oklahoma city, uh, thunder were throwing at them. The thunder ended the night with a total of 16 turnovers and the suns had 25 points off of those turnovers. That's how you play the game, man.
1: It is. And honestly, I love the face of Booker tonight. Like just his, his look on his face was let's just get the job done. Even when he came back in the game, they were having fun on the bench in the fourth quarter but the whole first three quarters for Booker was just, let's get this done. Let's not mess around. You didn't see a lot of Booker shots where he just jacks up the three, and uh, a lot of the team, this stuck to the game plan. They played their. There wasn't anything that stood out to me. To where to I'm like, come on, son. That's kind of mm-hmm. a little ridiculous. It never got that way tonight, and then they're playing against one of the youngest teams ever to start. I mean, they were the youngest team last game where they won, and the Suns were like the second youngest team ever when they lost some time ago, but uh, when you're playing this young team, you kind of want to teach them. You kind of want it to be a practice for the Suns, and then they can learn some stuff. The Thunder can learn some stuff from the Suns. You know, you got veteran superstar out there, Devin Booker, showing them what to do along with Chris Paul. So I, I loved it.
0: <laughs> yes, I loved it too. You're man.
1: you're so chill tonight, dude. I'm just – I've had a couple of these cores oh. live. <laughs>
0: I am just you're I'm, right. I'm relaxed. Did you take an edible? I'm, I'm no not, oh, okay. not, not yet. Uh, no, I was just I, I'm very happy with the results of this game. This is mm-hmm. the first time I've watched a Suns game, and due to the fact that they were completely and utterly whooping that ass, coupled with the fact that Major League Baseball has started and you had the the wow. final four for the women's uh college basketball tournament was going on and U of A was playing UConn and shout out to the, the lady Wildcats. Mm -hmm. They defeated UConn tonight and now it's going to be the, uh, the Wildcats versus Stanford Cardinal in the ladies, uh, championship game. You know, I I don't watch any college basketball, let alone ladies college basketball, but you know what? they were beating uconn and fuck uconn so i I was watching some of that this is the first time i've actually turned away from suns games to watch other sports is what i'm trying to say here oh really yes i was watching a little bit of the dimebacks game i was watching some of the dodgers game you know we're in a fantasy we're in two fantasy baseball leagues together so i'm just kind of monitoring what's going on because i'm like well the suns are up by fucking 30 in the third quarter i'm going to take a break for a few minutes and i'm going to go watch a little bit of baseball and i'm sitting there I'm like
1: Oh, it's yeah. a good night, man. It's a good well, yeah. night. You could have missed precious Poku minutes, dude. That could have been Poku. Darn watch, it! Right? I missed the Poku minutes. <laughs> Goddamn! Yeah. sat on a bench. No, I mean we all as Suns fans, we earned. Uh, we didn't earn this, but we 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 needed this, right? I mean, our heart—no heart attacks tonight. Just something easy on a Friday night. I mean, maybe. Those dinner plans you could have made at ten o'clock because our nine o'clock. This game ended at nine, so all the yeah. fans could have done whatever they wanted to do tonight because a lot of time left tonight to do whatever they wanted to do. That made well, no and, sense
0: you know, yeah, I wanted to do things and then therefore I did them. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, this is the obvious. Mean, if you look at this season, you know, we we've, we've played a lot of crappy teams close, or we've let them yeah. come back, and this was the first time since we played the New Orleans Pelicans in like. Game five of the season in which it just was we were on cruise control the whole game. I mean, they were really, really, really playing with a nice, easy pace, doing whatever they wanted. And again, that's what happens when you play a young team. They were the youngest team to ever win a game. And you go. So here's a fun game for you, Matthew. I, I was researching it. Obviously, the Phoenix Suns once upon a time started the youngest lineup ever. It was March 24th, 2017. Can you name that starting five for yeah, the Phoenix Suns? Let's do this. All right. Point so guard it was,
1: was? Uh, point guard was uh Uless.
0: Tyler Useless.
1: Euless. Uh second guy was second guy. Uh, the number two was uh hold on. Let me just do Bender, Chris, and then um, oh God, who would be center? What is it, DeAndre Ayton? Nope. The- no, no, this is two thousand seventeen. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's next year. I have no idea who's the other th- who's the other so
0: the, the oldest guy on the team who started that night was Alex Slen okay. at 23 oh, years old. Okay, okay. Okay. Tyler Useless was the a uh, 21-year-old oh, that's point so guard. Harsh, dude. Uh it's just it, it's too easy. Uh you had Devin Booker at 20 years old at shooting guard. What am I doing? your your small forward was Derek Jones Jr., who was 20, and your power forward was Marquise Chris, who was nineteen.
1: How did I at, not get I guess DeAndre and not Devin Booker. What am I doing, dude? I
0: know. I know. And you got you guess Bender and that was wrong too. But yeah. Yes, that was the the youngest team ever and you know, you go back and you look at that, that happened March 24th, 2017. That was right around the time when uh Devin Booker went for 70, but it also was uh it was right in the middle of March Madness and at that time, the Suns, it was like the Elite 8 was going on. And I remember mm-hmm. the Suns had a younger lineup than like eight or seven of the eight teams in the college basketball tournament. Yeah. I mean, they were just so unbelievably young and like, now you look three years later, well, four years later at, at who we are as a team. And it's just like, now we're playing that team. We're going against a team. Now, obviously it's a completely different team because the Oklahoma city thunder, not only have that young core that doesn't exist right now, just pretty much like we had, I mean, the only guy left off that, uh, there who, who's, who's still playing. Derek Jones, Jr. is still playing in the NBA. Marquise Chris yeah, is like is. garbage. Len is around. Um and Tyler Ulysses isn't playing. Uh, but they also have a gazillion picks in OKC. So I mean the future's definitely yeah. bright for them. And Code in the in the chat, Ulysses wasn't that bad. No, he really wasn't. I just him like to say Alan Tyler. Williams. I like to say Tyler useless just because it, it sounds funny. Uh but yeah, him and Alan Williams were a great combination yeah. together.
1: I remember we were so excited to have them back. Be like, no, they're going to be the best off the bench. A two-man game they had going. Yeah, they did that high pick and roll. They were so good. They were. They were so good. He just couldn't play any
0: defense. No defense whatsoever. He was too small for his position, right? Exactly. He just couldn't take off uh, or or take on anybody. Uh, Going back to the game tonight, again, where the Suns won by a total of 37 Mm -hmm. points. Uh, Devin Booker, man, super aggressive, as we mentioned. That dunk the one where he went right and split the defense and threw it down like aggressively. Is that the best one you've ever seen by him?
1: Yeah. I mean, they showed the one in the bubble earlier today when ballet sports was having a little issues, technical issues, uh, the pregame. So they showed the bubble stuff and they had that one dunk Booker had over Siakam. I think that's his best dunk. And that's like the best per and, and Booker's franchise. I mean, in his history of playing, I think it's just those games in the bubble because he had the dunk and that shot, but also the one tonight was nice. And it's, it's kind of like, oh, take it easy maybe on the third, but it's like, no, dude, dismantle these guys. You know How many times have other players and other teams killed us and showed us up so many times? It's not really showing up, but it's just like dominating us. Like, all right, take it easy a little bit. And then the Warriors used to have their players coach against us. So as oh, Suns God. fans, you remember all this stuff. So no matter who we are playing, I want the Suns to like be as aggressive and ferocious as they can against these teams, even if it's Booker dunking on I can't remember who he dunked on. I don't remember who they had in that lineup at the time.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to bring up my favorite dunk of all time by him. I think we were at this game. I was at this game. I'm pretty sure I was there with you. This is where he goes right and all over AD, bam.
1: Yeah, we were at that game.
0: We were at that game. Yeah. That was my favorite uh, dunk of all time by him. I mean, just... oh. And we could—I yeah.
1: don't think we could see the replay though at all on <laughs> the old screens. <laughs> you know, they—they yeah. they had the the old screens, and you can barely see the replay. I think half of it was like yellowish for some yeah. reason. Yes, so. yeah.
0: <laughs> but we're like, <laughs> oh man, fun. that was a, a fantastic dunk. Yeah. And but I mean, that's what when he dunked tonight. That's what that reminded me of. I was like, oh, that's aggressive. That's mean. I mean, you don't normally see that from
1: him. And then of course, Javon Carter threw one down. Yeah. Did you know he could dunk? Yeah, I mean, he's done it a few times, but what's even more beautiful is that he stole the ball against Ty Jerome, and if you notice, remember Ty Jerome when he played for the Suns? It was always a full-court press against him. He had the hardest time getting out of it. Maybe that's why he's shooting three-pointers from uh, the logo now. He made that one. Maybe that's the only thing he can do. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying it's funny he made that logo three because... Back in the day when he played for the Suns not too long ago, that full court defense killed him. He couldn't do anything against it. And Javon Carter rem- reminded himself of that, and he went at him and he took the ball. And that dunk was nasty, dude. I think it's fun when all these guys get involved, especially someone like Javon Carter, who saw some minutes last game a little bit, but then now played some more minutes this game. And he, he was back at it tonight, dude, with that defense.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, that's a great point. I forgot about Ty Jerome, you know, the TIE fighter. Remember that? We wanted the tie fighters to happen. We were searching for anything. We were trying. We were like, (laughs) "Hey, it's going to be Ty Jerome and uh, Tyler Johnson, the tie fighters. Like those will be our backup guards, and you know that's the future of this franchise." On our old old podcasts, long long time ago, and uh, Javon Carter must remember that because Ty Jerome is you know no athleticism whatsoever. Uh, two for 11 in this game and i remember watching him play i was just like yep that's the tide drone we had you know and he mm-hmm. has played better this season because he's had a little bit more opportunity in oklahoma city but it reminded you that's like listen that he just he's not an nba player i
1: feel no, like. i mean he was such a winner in college it was kind of like one of those guys was like he he has to do something kind of like mikhail bridges right i mean they they basically are the same player you know playing together and uh just for a four long time, years. About four years, and you coming into the NBA. You thought like he'll he'll be a decent backup of someone to help a team, but maybe he'll get there. Who knows? Uh he seems like he still has a lot of confidence. So
0: he definitely does. I mean, he's shooting all those three pointers and such, but uh yeah, you know, uh <laughs> then we have Mr. Uh Dario Saric. Okay. So, you Let's know, the way it. that he played, you know what? I think it's Let's time that it. we throw a new drop on here for the jamsters. We're having a fun night, aren't we, jamsters? A nice yes. win. Nice let's, chill have, let's, let's have a new drop for the Sarge Smoke Break, a new section here on the Suns Jam Session Podcast. The Sarge Smoke Break.
1: Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> yes, yeah. that
0: is uh, Matthew's niece, my daughter, my stepdaughter, Ashley, with uh, the Sarich smoke break drop. Uh, she came down from NAU today, and she, Dude, That I'm is like, I'm, like, I'm like, you've got to do this new. Uh,
1: I gotta have that framed. That, <laughs> Just that picture. Of <laughs> oh God! Uh, well, and well, and a quick me.
0: shout out. A quick shout out. Yes. Uh, if you're, I haven't seen him comment in the chat. Um, but Johnny Goh is the one who gave us the idea of calling it the smoke, or calling it at least the Smoke Break. Yes. And that's something that we mentioned on our last podcast that we need to have a drop for it. And we actually have our our friends at the Phoenix Fans app who are going to give us a Super Dario Ballers shirt just to give to Johnny Goh for coming up with that name. So Johnny Go, if you're watching this, Please DM us uh, on Twitter at Suns Jam so we can get your information. We can get this shirt out to you. And thank you to the Phoenix Fans app for providing us with that shirt for him. And that just goes to show, you know, we are a community. We are the Phoenix Suns community. And when we put our minds together, we get great things like this. The Sarich Smoke Break. I just love it because for those of you who are listening on the podcast, it's, it's Dario <laughs> Sarich. Outside of a circle K with a cigarette, like we just made it happen. Okay, we, we yeah. made it happen. So, you
1: know. my dream scenario of hanging out with any Suns player ever is just me smoking cigarettes with Dario Saric outside of a circle K. There you go, <laughs> there you <laughs> that's go. and that's that's the kind of production you get
0: here. <laughs> On the Sun's Jam Session podcast. So again, if you're watching along live in the chat, you can be you can go ahead and donate via the super chat so we can keep coming up with fantastic production like that. But it all comes yeah. down to you guys and coming up with it. But that being said, watching Dario Saric play this evening, uh I gotta ask, what percentage of the time does Dario hit the floor on a non three point shot attempt?
1: What's the oh my percentage? God. It has to be 90%, but it reminded me of last game. Do you remember that the rebound he had, he fell on the floor and it hit him in the face? The the face rebound? And then tonight, he got like fouled or something. He has the funniest, cutest plays ever, Dario Saric. They are just the funniest thing. Nothing ever, nothing like this ever happens to any other player in the NBA but Saric. And like tonight, like it was like one where he got like fouled and he just threw the ball up and it went in. I'm like the ugliest play I've ever. It was an assist yes. for all the two man game they have going always. And I love to watch it, but it was the one that just went in nothing but net. Like he just has the ridiculous things that happen to him, but they end up usually pretty good, sometimes not so good, but they always end up in his favor. I don't know what it is, dude. I don't know either. It's like the most unsexy.
0: Uh, just it's, it's just so bad. It's so bad. And then somehow, someway, like you said, it goes in, and you know, kudos to him tonight. And and someone needs to research that. Like, how many times did he hit the floor in just a game? I need like some average because it's got to be at least like seven times a game. Dario's just like on the floor, and you know, he just he looks like he he got punched outside of a Circle K at, because he tried to uh, steal some cigarettes <laughs> from somebody. He he walked up to the, the cigarette container and grabbed like three refries he's grabbing somebody's <laughs> like those are mine
1: you know yeah, like, oh and then last game too oh sorry last game before i forget he had the one play where it was an offensive rebound but he went to the he went to the rim and he thought he got fouled and he started looking at the refs and like kind of arguing and he got the offensive rebound and passed it to a wide open player for a three yeah yeah i know and that it was, was like fantastic. do you he's remember like, that hey, yeah and he's like oh like, hey here you go yeah and I it, think was like it was like, like he was trying Cam to bump Johnson. cigarettes he was like trying to bump cigarettes off the ref while <laughs> mid-game and it still worked out in his favor
0: and Sorry. yes, uh, Felix says in the chat, Big Butt Super Dario finally has his smoking segment. Yeah. The reason we have him smoking cigarettes is because we talk about his big butt and we call it a cigarette butt. And he just yeah. looks like, uh, you know, some guy who'd be smoking cigarettes outside of Circle K. So that's, that's the reason behind that. If you're watching this, you go, what the fuck are these guys on? Like, well, how many edibles do they have today? It's like, no, that's just kind of a <laughs> running. Uh, A running joke here on the Suns Jam (laughs) Session podcast. Uh, But kudos to Dario. He hit his 500 three-pointer tonight. Yes, 500 500 for uh, Dario Saric. Way to go, bud.
1: Did you see he was... Was this a real stat? 2,000 boards and 500... um, What were you just saying? Sorry, 500 what?
0: 500
1: threes. Threes. God, what is wrong with my mind? 500 threes, 2,000 boards, and he just passed like Dirk Nowinski is like the fastest player to get to that. He's like number three on the list. <laughs> That's why he
0: gets his own segment man, here.
1: Yeah. Well learned, my man. Well it's funny earned Our two superstars don't even have a segment yet, but we have yeah, I know, eight, but we, Aiden watching Sarge. Smoke and, break. and and
0: the so Sarge smoke break? But uh, 11 points for Dario, four for nine from the field, one for five from three. So that one five he hit, or that one three pointer he hit, was the one that got him over to 500. So fantastic to you. Uh, Mr. Dario Saric, I hope you enjoy watching the Suns Jam Session podcast, knowing that you have your own segment here on the podcast. Uh, you know, I don't want to nitpick. There was only one thing I think I can nitpick on this entire game, and that was just kind of the second quarter. It was the only quarter in which we out we were outscored by the Oklahoma City Thunder. We outscored them 43 to 13 in the first. 43 to 13. Like ridiculous, man. This the third quarter we outscored them 30 to 26. The fourth quarter, 37 to 27 in the mm-hmm. second it was 37 to 30 at any point in this game just tell me straight up did you ever get an oh shit feeling in your stomach like oh they're going to come back or was it just like
1: yeah yeah you get scared um i mean it's going to happen every game and honestly it's it's like a scared feeling but it's like a scared feeling only because you don't want a team to get back by 10 or 5 but you know the suns can still pull it out so you're not like heart attack it's just it's it's enough to get you scared because ej brought it up too like This is a team you don't want to let get back because they have nothing to lose. Those are the scariest teams to play. Keep that lead above twenty. Don't do. Don't let it get any lower than that. It got to eighteen at one time in the third, but they push it right back up. So, I honestly, I did get scared a little bit, but honestly, it's not. It doesn't. It didn't feel as bad tonight. Tonight was awesome. You know, I took an edible. I'm feeling great, so I had no worry tonight.
0: Well, I didn't get scared at all because my edible was anti-scared, scaredy cat edibles. So so I was fine. But I mean, yeah, you see them give up, but they they had a nice run at the end of the quarter. And then you mentioned when they got within 18, Monty called a timeout and the Suns went on a 21 to 12 run to end the third. And you're just like, okay, that was a great response that kept the game Mm -hmm. at a distance. We always had them kind of an arm length away. It was truly and utterly a nice, easy, fun game to watch. Uh, as Felix says in the chat, Theo Maladon, definitely the Jack Taylor Award winner. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to pull out the the because anybody who scored any points. Now, one thing you have to realize yes. about like any game, you're going to get somebody who goes off because unless we hold a, a team to like 20 points or 60 points total, there's going to be one guy who just like comes out of nowhere and scores, especially when you're on a team full of nobody. So let's let's do the drop for uh, Theo Maladon tonight. The Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. Mr. Maladon, the rookie, scored a total of 33 points on 10 for 18 shooting. Very efficient. Five for seven from downtown. Eight for 10 from the free throw line. Had five rebounds and three assists as well. Um, I don't know if you remember him, but he was a 34th overall pick uh, by the Philadelphia 76ers and ultimately came over to the uh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder mm-hmm. as a part of the trade that sent uh, Danny Green to um, Philly. So kudos to him. What were your thoughts on Maladon's performance tonight? Because that was easily a career high.
1: No, yeah, it definitely was. Um, it's a career high for a lot of these guys, I feel like, if they go over 30. <laughs> so. But yeah, Theo, it's, it's nice to watch this team, the Thunder, where they're having it's not a fun, it's not a fun season for them, but they absolutely could do whatever the hell they want. So you have exactly. a player like this, that comes in and it starts with their coaching, their front offs, everything backs these guys that have confidence on the floor to do what they want. I mean, that's why Poku is a guy who maybe he was at a course over in Europe where he played. He's just, he's confident too. So you have him, Theo Anybody else can get that going because they have trust on this team, I think. And it's it's fun for them to play. They seem serious, and they seem like they're attentive to the situation at hand whenever it comes to playing a good team like the Suns. Even though they got blown out, they're still going to do what they want to do on the court. Of course, it doesn't always go to plan because they're still very, very young. Some of these players might not even be there. But Theo Maladon, I kind of walked myself around it. I just don't know who he is.
0: Well, you don't know in these situations because it's every game for them is garbage time. They're a team that has a complete blank canvas, so they're going to sit there, they're going to just put all these assets out there, see what they have, see if anybody starts developing. Maybe Maladon's one of those guys who eventually becomes part of one of their rotations, uh, but they're, I mean, 34 picks in the next seven drafts. They're literally like the whole draft strategy is like, listen, no one in the NBA can get better because we have all of the draft picks. Like that's that must be what Sam Presti is doing right now. So they're definitely in, I wouldn't say tank mode, but just like see what the fuck we got mode. And we know, as we mentioned earlier, what that's like, because four years ago, that was the Phoenix Suns. And we had Devin Booker. Booker was our Maladon. Now, granted, he hasn't done it nearly with the consistency that Devin Booker did early in his career, but he's a rookie, too. So it's just like it's going to be interesting to see who he becomes and Suns fans are will remember this night. They're like, Hey, remember that night we kicked the shit out of him, but there was that one kid Maladon. Like mm-hmm. now he's like an all-star or something in like five or six years. Like I would not be surprised if something happens like that because the guy's a professional score it's not like the Suns weren't sitting there trying to not play defense on him. Like he's forcing the issue, getting to the line five for seven from three. Yeah. That's an aberration. Nobody's going to shoot at that clip for their entire career or even for an entire like five game stretch, but he's still going to have, he still has the ability to score in a lot of different ways on all three levels. And that bodes well for him moving forward in his NBA career.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I, I like that <clears throat> the thunder, like as a franchise too, they they already have the 20 wins. You know, the Suns you were talking about before, they would kill for 20 wins. In Jeez. The past. That's They're why in I 20. always say,
0: like, it's so hard to win in the NBA. Remember winning 19 games? Like, Christ.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible. It used to be impossible for the Suns. So good good on them. Maybe it has to do with the uh, the weird season we're having, you know, with COVID. So just catching some teams in the bad place, maybe.
0: I'm okay with it. I got to clear my it. throat. Hey, watch 2021. Eight and watch sponsored by insert your
1: name here. Um, sponsored by Sarich Cigarettes,
0: sponsored by Sarich's Dirty Cigarettes, a used pack found on the ground outside of NBA. (laughs) So, uh, go ahead and donate in the super chat to the eight and watch fund, help him out. Um, what did you see from DeAndre Ayton tonight? A night in which he went for nine points on four of seven shooting, seven rebounds, two assists. And what's really weird is he only had one block. It felt like he had like seven in this game, but like none of them counted.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had some fouls on some blocks. I mean, his blocks though, on those, like there was the one on the point guard where he, he put his hands on them and it was something that Aiden doesn't usually do. He usually keeps his arms up straight. And then when he's going to block it, he'll just lower the other arm to try to block the shot. That's usually what he does down in the paint on defense. Uh, so Tonight, it's kind of weird. I, I kind of just want to take a night off from Aiden Watch. I don't want to think too much into it okay, because okay. then I just started put, taking notes down. I'm just like, you know, if Aiden could just pick it up a little bit, we can we can cream these guys, right? I don't know if you want to use the word cream, but you want to just shut them out. That's what you wanted to do, and I think we just needed Aiden to kind of step up a little bit, and he did in the third quarter. He helped us out. I think the first half, he kind of coasted, which is fine to watch. Uh, I'm just going to take the night off because there's things I kind of wanted to say. But I just don't want to get into it. I want to enjoy this one. So I felt
0: like the majority of his points came via dunk. I mean, he had the alley oop at the very beginning. Devin Booker hit him a couple times via the Valley Oop. And that was kind of his night. He he was trying to play a little bit of defense. But you know what was interesting about playing the Oklahoma City Thunder is a lot of the team didn't realize where they should be on the court. So they didn't really put themselves in positions. Uh, you know, he was doing a lot of shot deterrence. It was what I'm trying to say is, you know, they'd kind of go into the paint and they'd be like, Oh shit, there he is. So although he didn't necessarily have a great game offensively or defensively in the stat book, you look at some of his shot deterrence and it was, you know, it was acceptable. It was a game where you could tell he wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't say motivated, but his motor wasn't high. And of course, that's always the issue that we have with him is he is not always uh, up for all the games, you know, and when we play those, those big games, like Aiden's focus and locked in, uh, but again, tonight's one of those nights. I'm gonna take a night out from two because I don't know. If, I mean, we didn't need yeah. it, man.
1: We scored in forty it. points. You know, you almost got me. You almost got me to comment, but I'm no, just not gonna say anything. Just not gonna do it tonight. Ne- not next next do game. It. Next game. If he has a bad game, then I'll be like, hey, remember in the game against the Thunder, and then yep. I'll I'll, re- I'll release it there. But right now, just enjoying this one.
0: Well, a fun thing for tonight is the fact that we had a total of twelve players play tonight. And every one of them scored, Matthew. Every last one of them, all the way down to Tyshawn Alexander getting his first points as an NBA player. Uh, Congratulations to Tyshawn on that from the University of Creighton. Uh, Jalen Smith got some minutes, which we're going to talk about here in just a second. The last guy Mm -hmm. I want to talk about uh, from the starters was Mikael Bridges. Looks (sighs) so fantastic. tonight. 7 for 10 from the field. Uh, his only misses were from downtown. He had 17 total points and he had three blocks and he was the guy where you could tell the Oklahoma city thunder just didn't understand how long he was because he was doing some nasty blocks on guys who were trying to drive into the paint and throw up some yeah. runners, man.
1: He was offensively though. I love to watch Him getting to the rim. There's a few times where he was up there around the rim. I'm like, how long is he hanging up there for? Or is it just like his body's on the ground, but his arms just still up there? Like the way he finishes around the rim, it's just, it's remarkable because you don't have a guy that really did anything like that the last two seasons. But then this season, it's just, it seems like he's been working on it so much. And I know when you're playing against the Thunder, it might be a little easier. These guys, you know, they're not shot blockers, they don't know what to do around the rim defensively. But he was just finishing at will like he wanted to. And he got the ball up and under so many guys so quickly. And, I don't, I don't know. It was just another thing I saw tonight. He just continues to amaze me, man. And I'm not going to go back to and Watch at all. I swear. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We're done with
0: Aiton Watch. On to okay. the other draft pick from 2018. I just... Again, I'm with you. It's just... Mikael Bridges is one of those, thing, those guys who... You could see his potential every time he plays because he plays the right way. He gets himself started on defense. And it, when it translates to offense like it does on nights to like tonight, that's when you can truly see what his potential is. He's somebody who is just he has an offensive skill set that he truly hasn't tapped into. And every now and then you see a flash of it. And we've talked about it for a year on this podcast, how he doesn't realize how long he is until he drives, puts the ball up towards the rim. And all of a sudden, like every guy's going to block it and everybody's missing yeah. that ball. And he's just like, oh shit, that's an easy layup. And it's just fun to see him be as engaged as he was in offense tonight. Ultimately, I would like it if he was our third option on offense with Aiden being fourth. And I'm not going down eight and watch, you know, but I, I really would like that because he's just so versatile. Yes. And I really think that games like this, again, it's it's definitely uh, inferior competition that we played against tonight. No doubt about it. Everybody, I mean, we scored 140 points. We scored 43 points in the first quarter. Like, this was a fun, easy game. But what made it fun and easy was the fact that you had people like Mikhail Bridges playing in the manner in which he played tonight.
1: Yeah, and I wrote the article a week ago of of Mikael Bridges being the third option. Like the, he has to be. His handles are so great because I mean he catches so many passes in the paint on fast breaks, and it looks very very easy for him. He fumbles nothing off his knees. He doesn't miss a step towards the rim trying to catch the ball. It's it seems very easy for him and his his jump shot too. The last two games he's he's been hitting some uh, elbow jump shots yes. where he's just left wide open, nothing but net. So this guy's offensive game is going to evolve so much towards the end of the year into next season. That's like the mo- that's the thing I'm like most excited about for the Suns team is McKell's McKell's Bridges, his evolution and also just him getting more touches. That's what I want to see.
0: It'll be definitely a topic of conversation once we hit the off season. Is what do we play? Pay him? How much do we pay him? considering that he's going to be eligible at the end of the season for a contract extension along with DeAndre Ayton. And I think you can ask every Suns fan down the line, except for a few Stan accounts, and they're going to say pay Mikhail the money. Now that's not a max contract. I don't think at this point in his career, but he's definitely going to get some money and it'll be interesting to see how they carve that out. Uh, Obviously it's easier to pay him when he's, Actually, his contract is up, and that's at the end of the CP3 contract. But it's definitely going to be a topic of conversation. Again, nights like tonight vindicate why he could do that. Uh, I was talking to uh, a guest of mine who actually is staying at our hotel. He's a very big uh, hoops fan, and we're just talking basketball. And you know, he's like, "I've got Michael Bridges on my fantasy team, and he's he's fantastic." My guy, I'm like, I'm in, like the tenth round. It's like, yeah, because he's a stat stuffer. I mean, he does everything, man.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't get enough recognition around the league either because I know DeAndre Aiden made a big uh, showing on the jump. Hold on one second. Edibles. Damn. Ooh. Yeah, he made the big showing on the jump with my favorite, Rachel Nichols. Yeah, Rachel so Nichols. That was fun. I, thought, I instantly thought of you, buddy. Yeah, I know, every time. Um, but it's like I Aiden should be on there, of course, but it's like Mikhail Bridges I feel like just is that third guy on this team that just contributes so much. And is he's overlooked, but like next year – He's going to be getting a lot of looks. He is.
0: He is, without a doubt. And he's already starting to get some of that national recognition. And shout out to Bees for uh, throwing some cash down in the super chat. And he's got the question as, you know, one he calls us absolute legends. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's false, but we appreciate the the comments. Uh, Thoughts on the James Jones interview. I like that he spoke on the free throw struggles. It was really nice how James Jones came on and talked for pretty much the entire second quarter What was your takeaway from that, Matthew?
1: I mean, my first takeaway is a perfect game to start that, right? In the second quarter, because, I mean, nothing was really going on. The Suns were killing it. I mean, dude, my... Okay, wait. Okay, there you go. All right. So, yeah, James Jones on the free throw thing you were talking about. I actually spoke about it earlier where he's just not too worried about it because they're doing such a great job in other areas of the court. He's just so chill, and I love that he talks about DeAndre Ayton too, just being young, and everyone forgets. You bring it up all the time. How many how many games has he played? Like 160 games in the NBA, where mm-hmm. he's just still so young. So he just has so much confidence in this team. While we're blowing a uh, lesser team out, and while we're the second best team in the league, like he's just a flat out big dog, dude. He's just amazing man to have as our uh, as our GM.
0: I really am in love with the fact that we have James Jones and Monty Williams as our head coach and our general manager of this team because they both are just, you know, I've seen it before. I've seen the interviews with Ryan McDonough, and I felt like it was very (laughs) politically correct answers. Like, he's going to tell you exactly what you want to hear, whereas James Jones really gave us some insight, I feel, onto the team, you know, because, yes, the free throw struggles is something we talk about as fans all the time. We're just like why can't we get to the line? He's like, listen, it's not the biggest, it's not the end of the world because we're so good at other things. And yes, the Deandre, Ayton uh, aspects and, 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 things that he mentioned relative to DA, uh, but also just kind of, you know, how this team has persevered going through the bubble, the steps that they had to take to get where they are and talked about how, you know, not, not too long ago, this team was bad. And now we're the second best team in the Western conference of one of the top five teams in the NBA. And just kind of the manner in which he, he, Talks. I just, I I love having James Jones as one of our, or not as one of our, as our general manager.
1: And when he was hired, like a lot of people in the media, especially like Bill Simmons, talked about like what's that hire like what does that even mean oh monty williams what is this like he's not even a winning head coach you know this whole thing has just worked out so well and i think as a Suns fan we always try to believe when mcdonough got hired i was like you know what? i trust this guy what he did with the celtics you know i, I trust what he's gonna do but for real this time because it maybe just it's working out i trust everything he's doing but of
0: course never, winning here's all anything. brother winning here's all yeah
1: you can't question anything he does now right I don't think so.
0: You you can, but I mean, you'd be wrong to do so, in my opinion. Thanks again, Bees, for that huge... uh, Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that very, very much.
1: Jam Star of the Game.
0: All right. It's your reminder once again that if you're watching along live with us to go ahead subscribe, rate and review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us one of those five-star reviews. And if you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us one of those little thumbs-up buttons. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat who has done so so far, and shout out to the one person who gave us a thumbs down. I don't know why, but we'll try to do better next time. Probably because pro- my Probably because Matthew's just over there hawking loogies like it's nothing. Yep. Uh, but if you are watching along live, can you please let us know who you think the jam star of the game is? Uh, some initial <laughs> thoughts that we have going on. Um, nobody said anything. So Matthew, <laughs> who do you think is the jam star of the game?
1: <laughs> um, you know what? You know, I don't know. I'm gonna have to give it to Mikkel and Booker, but just Mikkel, just because he's just in a game where it shouldn't matter what you're really doing on offense, on defense. Like he kind of coasts through. It doesn't matter to him. He fits so well with this team where they're so focused to get these wins. Even though the last four or five games, it's been hard to close out some lesser teams, but. Mikel just doesn't care. He's just he's always there to help the Suns team. He he won't sell for three. I know he made 2 of his 5 tonight, but he was getting to the rim. Everything that I love him to do, that's the reason. But Booker 16 points in the first quarter. It's just I love first quarter book. I do. It sparks everybody's energy. It gets every the rest of the team going. That's what he did tonight. So I'm going to give it to both of them. I think they should share it tonight just because I don't think we give it to book enough. So I'm going to have him share with Mikhail Bridges.
0: Well, you got a lot of different answers in the chat, which is great. I mean, it's one of those games where so much happened and so many points were scored. Yeah. You give it to a lot. You know, Javon for that dunk. Uh, Tyshawn Alexander is a jam star of the game because he got his first points. Cam Johnson, how he finally had a good bounce back game. CP three, whose statistics we haven't even Perfect. mentioned CP three, 17 what? points on eight to eight shooting one for, for one from downtown, from downtown, 12 assists, 17 and 12, five rebounds, uh, for CP three. So, I mean, there really is no wrong answer for, uh, tonight. Uh, I am going to give it to Booker Williams, Booker Williams. I just, I was reading uh, Monte wrote it, Monte <laughs> Williams for taking the night off. Booker Williams. I'm, yeah. You know, but I'm I'm going to give it to Devin Booker. I mean, 32 points, okay. 11 for 20 shooting, seven for seven for the free throw line, three for five from downtown, five assists as well. I mean, he, those lobs he was throwing to DA, just I love that more and more. I love yeah, Big Wood book. I love that. That's a good one. Uh, but I I really liked watching him play again tonight. He makes it look so easy. And he we don't give him the jam star enough on this podcast. And he really is. He is our he's our primary scorer. We're always looking for reasons to give it to somebody else because we appreciate because we expect it from Booker. You know, he's your guy yeah. who scores twenty five and a half points a game. You know, as Jesus Mendoza says, the whole damn team gets the jam star. You know, that's <laughs> the right answer. I mean, one
1: hundred forty goddamn points.
0: We, we beat the living shit out of this team as well. We yeah. should.
1: But, what is uh, our problem, though, man? I mean, Chris Paul just a perfect game. I just we kind of just we ban- over- <laughs> overlooked a lot of this.
0: Banquet beers are jam stars. I love it. Yeah, mine's oh, empty and I'm pissed. I didn't bring two in here. Damn Dude, me! You,
1: you need to get more loaded. Are you going by the fire tonight? Oh, it's a little no, hot no.
0: It's a little hot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do after this though is I got HBO Max. I'm I'm going to watch King Kong versus Godzilla yeah. on HBO Max. I was
1: watching. I watched the first ten minutes, but then I didn't have time. I had to come rush over to my house. Watch the Suns game, you know.
0: Do do some work, so I'll finish get it right after. Nice. Uh, we'll, we'll Facetime each other and we'll talk. Like, oh my God, see
1: Godzilla, see what he did to King Kong right there. <laughs> okay. like, oh my God, if I get scared.
0: Man. Make sure <laughs> you help you me, right? Of course, I'll walk it. Turn, on, turn on yeah. all your lights. That's step okay. one. Uh, Jalen Smith got a jam star. Um, let's <laughs> talk about sticks. Can we talk real about him. Yeah. Let's let's talk about sticks. Okay, so sticks, you know, is one of those guys who he he's kind of like. When it comes to the Suns, everything's going right. So one of the things that people like to talk about is how they love to see sticks develop. Yes. And it, it's it's kind of that catch-22, ultimately. Like, when you draft a rookie and you're playing very well, you're not going to get a chance to develop him because you're playing well, because and it's not because of him. Think back to the seven seconds or less era. The Suns drafted Luau Dang, Rajon Rondo, and they didn't necessarily need them on the team because they didn't have time to develop rookies. They were already kind of set in their offensive ways, so they traded them for assets further down the line, which ultimately didn't bring them much in return. You look at Jalen Smith, you know and I know that we're both fans of him. I know I'm a fan. I know I'm pretty sure you're a fan of him, correct? I
1: don't know what I'm thinking about him, so it's hard to be a fan right now. I, I'm, I'm a, I mean, fan I a fan of of, them, of the yeah.
0: idea of him. Like he addresses oh, yeah. the need for the sons. I think that he in time when developed properly could be the answer to a lot of the questions that we have, you know, relative to backup bigs, things of that nature. But I also know that with the team winning and playing that the way they are outside of games like this, a lot of the games have been close and those aren't games where you want to put him in and see him develop because every possession is vital to the success of, being a winning ball club so again it's that catch 22 so everybody's always talking about hey you know i want to see sticks i want to see sticks i want to see the goggles like put them in the game and i'm i've always kind of been like no you don't need to do it you're winning and he doesn't play any uh any defense like whatsoever that that's the challenge with him is he doesn't understand professional rotations it's not something he saw in the big 10 when he's playing at maryland and you know he was he was better on the offensive end at maryland But he's not getting those opportunities in the NBA. And so I wrote down some of his possessions tonight. So he comes in the game. We got six minutes of sticks tonight, okay? The first thing he did, he's had a foul on on Maladon. And then he had an offensive foul on a moving screen. Then he missed a jumper. Then he missed a three. Then he missed a turnaround in the paint. And then I stopped watching because I had to come in here and start prepping for the pot. And I saw that he ended with a total of four points on one for four shooting. He had one rebound. Oh, two points. I'm sorry. Two points. You're correct. Uh, One turnover. Two personal fouls. So, yeah, yeah, that just shows you, you know, in that short amount of time that he's getting, he's it that's not enough for him to develop. He's going to need, as, as uh, code just mentioned in the chat, he needs a training camp, he needs Mm -hmm. time to develop. I don't want to watch him develop in the middle of a season when we're putting up wins and we're 34 and 14. It's just not the time. Mm -hmm. And you, we can't have our cake and eat it too. It's like, again, to to win basketball games, tonight's uh, the exception. We had 12 guys score. You generally, You're not, you don't need the 15th guy on the bench to always get minutes, you know. I mean, what do we want to be? Do we want to be a team that develops sticks or a team that wins games? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, if he were to um contribute right away, he would develop, I guess, but he can't contribute right now, right? He just needs like that full training camp, he needs something to help him along the lines of getting uh kind of fresh with this uh NBA season. I think that he just didn't have that opportunity. So, since that happened, I mean, you're getting a guy out there like tonight, his his body language is like really bad. dude. He kind of looked like it was like he was watching his son or something where he should have been at the game with his boys or something. You know, he's just like "Eh," walking around. I mean, maybe that's just him, but he just didn't look like he really believed in himself out there. And I think the son's bench, like we saw from Tyshawn where he made his first free throw, like they were yelling, you heard him over everything. Mm -hmm. Like so happy for him to get his first point as a son. Like that's the bench. That's the crowd around him. They're really supportive, but whether or not he believes in himself, I mean, that's really hard. Right? Because I think he, he, He might not right now, and he knows, like he can't really contribute because he doesn't understand the game. He needs more minutes and he does. I mean, we talk about eight all the time. He needs more minutes. He needs more reps. It's the same thing with this guy. So he'll get his time. Uh, Maybe it's on another team. Maybe he won't be a son in the future. Who knows? But you're right. Whatever the Suns have going right now, there's really no time or there's no, not really a time to give him the minutes, you know, and to watch him develop. And I think we're okay with that. I mean, the reason we don't probably have Halliburton on this team is because we have our backup point guards in campaign and Javon, Carter, the guys we signed in the off season. So I think we really believe in campaign coming back. So we don't have Halliburton. And of course, maybe that's a guy a lot of people think of, but it shouldn't be like you brought up the old sons with Rajon Rondo. And, You know, we could have kept him, I guess, but but there was no room. There was no time. There there wasn't. It would have been nice in
0: the long run, but who knows if he would have turned out to who he was given if he was playing, you know, behind Steve Nash. He said he went to the Celtics, a team that was struggling at the time and grew into the Ray John Rondo that we now know, you know, and another one of the challenges, I see some people mention it in the, in the, um, Felix says it right here. He says, uh, the sun sent him to the G league, but only for a few games. Why? Because the G league was only 15 games long this season. It started in February in a bubble. They ended it March six and it was over. So even the G league, wasn't an opportunity to send him down this year for more development. Cause that's what we needed from him. That's, you know, that's why the G league is so valuable is for people like him, given everything, all the, the X factors this season, it mm-hmm. would have been a great opportunity for him to just get minutes, get reps, gain confidence. As you mentioned, and he just didn't get that this year. So, I mean, that's kind of uh, everything I have on sticks.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing more, nothing too much. I mean, we were looking forward to minutes for him, and we got of course him, dude. and we and, got uh, him, and I wasn't and impressed. He's yeah, I mean, I didn't think I was gonna be impressed. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I I it's just neither. good to see him out there though. But just I hope he has some confidence in himself to put up some good minutes in the future.
0: Someday, some way, somehow, he's gonna be good.
1: Guess what? <laughs>
0: All right. Guess what? Uh, as we went into this game, we asked the question, who was going to win, the Suns or the Thunder? We both said Suns. Therefore, I'm at 20 and 12. Matthew, you are 23 and 9. So guess what? You're still up on, by three games on me. I still wish when Suns Geek was on here, he would have picked against you. But uh, <laughs> but next up for the Suns, you know, enjoy the weekend, Suns fans. We don't have any Suns yes. games. There's no Saturday game, no Sunday game. The next time we play is five o'clock on Monday at the Houston Rockets. Matthew, what are your thoughts on the Rockets?
1: Uh, You know, if it wasn't this game against the Thunder with the blowout win, it would have been the next one. Maybe it's another blowout win though, because (laughs) if it was a close game tonight, I think this game would have been the blowout, but the poor Rockets, I mean, where are they? Who knows? They're a little lost right now. Rebuild, not really. They're kind of just stuck in the middle. Kind of when the yes. Suns lost Steve Nash in away, You know, James Harden walked away. A lot of people aren't very happy with him and what he did, but I think he needed to do what he needed to do to get out of there. But I know we don't want to talk about that. We just want to talk about the matchups. Who really knows with this Rockets team? I mean, I think they're just a little lost right now, dude. So you're going to get a team kind of like not as bad as what the Thunder are. Maybe not as bad, but honestly, when I think about it, maybe they are as bad. So this might just be another blowout. It should be something the Suns really just, you know, a take care of business game, right, John?
0: It should be a TCOB game, man. I mean, relative to the Oklahoma City Thunder, they definitely have more talent. I mean, John Wall's on the team. Uh, you still have Eric Gordon. Uh, I know that they have Kelly O'Linick is there now, so who could potentially be a bio candidate, and I'm so glad to buy out too, right? What's it? Yeah, uh, Boogie's gone, yeah. Is he gone? Yeah, yeah but he's I was gone. like
1: right when I said that, I'm like, wait, is he even on the team?
0: Yeah, he's gone. Oh, and yeah. I'm so glad the Suns' Twitter Jeez. hasn't gone down the Kelly Olynyk rabbit hole. Like, no Kelly Olynyk, we don't need him on our team. He plays no defense. He, you know, I get the guy's six foot eleven, but he plays no defense. He's not going to give us anything that we want. He's a six eleven kind of big guy who can shoot. But I mean, you go and you look at this Rockets team; they've won. Two games in like the last 20. They're 13 and 34, uh, 14th in the uh, Western Conference. They have the 25th best offense relative to points per game and the 22nd worst defense, uh, defensive rating 16th out of the league and 27th on offense. So they're a team that just isn't cohesive on offense. And given the fact that the Suns play really good defense, we should have the ability to shut them down and not allow them to get into any kind of game flow. Uh, as as we ask the question, you know who's going to win? Obviously, you know I say Suns. You say Suns too. Yes, sir. Okay, if you said Rockets, I'm like,
1: oh my god, it's April Fools! yes yeah, yeah, someone said holiday. it wasn't. Might be a trap game, Sundog, but I don't know. I forgot it, it what could I could be because
0: because after after that, the Suns, you know, come home on Wednesday and play the Jazz, and that's the yeah. big game, man. That's the big, and then the next night they play the Clippers. So. This is your last kind of get right game. If you want to try some things out, if you can get a big lead, you want to start trying some things out, go for it against the Rockets because the Jazz come to town next Wednesday. And I know. Stretch. Yes, stretch. sir. It gets really fun there. Not trap game. Why don't we write this down? What the fuck what do you is call it? called? setup game. <laughs> setup <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's setup one
0: game. of those, the, those Matthew set up. Lissy setup games.
1: Know. Who yeah, knows, man? Who knows?
0: So on that note, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Thoughts. Um, brains? I don't know if you have any, any thoughts you want to put out there. What's going on in the NBA? How's your fantasy baseball team doing? What, what's going oh, on, Matthew? Dude, as we, if you as want we, to be- talk
1: fantasy baseball. Go for <laughs> so it. What do you got, got? I drafted Luke Voigt. I know. I, te- I, yes. I texted you. I drafted him in the night was before. was your first offensive player. Yeah, it was like the night before he he was injured and he had surgery on his knee. I don't even know what it was, but he's out for two months. So I don't know. It's gonna be fun for some reason. I love fantasy baseball. I love watching the Yankees. I'm a big Yankees fan. So sorry guys, for some reason, you know I just I'm a big Yankees fan. I grew up a Yankees fan. But um, yeah, I mean fantasy baseball is always fun to play. But I want to talk about too. Uh, you know Stephen A. Smith thinking Devin Booker. He's a he's a star now, right? I mean he's he's a superstar. I think we're hearing that a lot. So I wanted to ask you, like getting into the media thing where the Suns are gonna be talked about a lot more. Do you even care? Because I don't even watch like even the jump with DeAndre Aiden, I didn't even finish it. Like I just don't care what these guys are suckered into for interviews and how like all of a sudden they're gonna be in the spotlight. Like I just don't pay too much attention to that. Do you? No, and here's why. Because fuck all those
0: guys, man. There you go. All so- they did was trash the Suns for years. You know, Rachel Nichols and The Jump have trashed the Suns for years and, you know, talked about Devin Booker as an empty stats guy. And now they all want to suck up to Big Dick Book and tell him how great he is. And you know what? Devin Booker ain't falling for that shit either. He's yeah. gonna just go along with his business and pay it. No, never mind, if you will, because it's not. It doesn't matter. The talking heads need something to talk about. The Suns are a hot team. Is it nice when you turn on something and you see the Suns logo there? You're like, ah, oh, sweet. Somebody is actually talking about us. But like, I guess I'm a, I'm somebody who's scorned because for ten years we've sucked, and for ten years they we've been the punching bag for these talking heads. You know, every time they want the Knicks who sucked ass too, to do anything. It involves a Phoenix sun and it's Devin Booker's, you know, well, he wants that. They've, They've tried to create those narratives and I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So if they want to sit there and say, great, I'm not, I'm not consuming the content.
1: Yeah, I think it's just more of me growing up. And I used to always hang on every word like Colin Cowherd used to say. Anything like the anything Bill Simmons said, like all these guys in the media, I'd be like, OK, like they're talking about the Cowboys. They're going to win the Super Bowl. OK, yeah, I'm excited. You know what I mean? And now I just don't care. I just don't care. I, it's just a big show, obviously. Right.
0: Yeah, whatever. I don't give two shits. Sorry the edible
1: pro pro pro
0: pro baller 602 says yo this pot is becoming so repetitive i'll show you something that's new the starage smoke break i love it so much i love it too i can't wait till he has a
1: a real game we can talk about too i can't
0: i can't wait till he's on the podcast and he's just like he's like yo I I do smoke cigarettes a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, on that note, I think I'm going to wrap up the podcast if that's okay with you, Matthew reminder to everybody who's watching along live. Thank you again. Hit the thumbs up button. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, if you're in the super chat and you donate to the pod, we truly appreciate it. It helps us keep, you know, buying new equipment so our, our podcast can get better and better. Uh, if you're listening along live on the, or not live, but if you're listening later on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, we thank you for that as well. Go ahead, and subscribe, rate, and review. Remember that you can consume both Matthew and I's content on sun dot com. You can follow us at SunsJam on Twitter, Instagram, and the Phoenix Fans app. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. Yeah, Matthew, let's see. And on that note, I'm gonna go watch King Kong vs Godzilla. Don't tell me who won in the chat. I'm not gonna look anymore. Everybody have a good night.
1: All right, you too. Free son's victory. All right, I won't go home. Love your family. I love Take your care. kongs.
0: <laughs> Is that who won? Goddamn,
1: no. Matthew.